Hebrews chapter 5. Hallelujah. I want to talk to you a little bit about um, contrasting maturity with immaturity for the believer. I mean, understand the Bible says that we're all supposed to come to a place of maturity. So I want, to, want us to just have a little exploration in the Word, and you can find yourself in there wherever you see fit. Amen. I found myself in there. Hallelujah. All right. Uh, Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 11. He says to them... Uh, He's talking about Christ being called a high priest of the order of Melchizedek. And he says in verse 11, Of whom we have much to say and hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing, he says to them. He's not talking to you. He's talking to them. For though though by this time you ought to have been teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. You have come to need milk and not solid food, for everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full age, and that is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So he says to them, uh, the the imi- he's telling them they were immature. He said, you're dull of hearing. Um, you ha- we have much that we would like to say to you, but you have allowed yourself to become dull of hearing. Uh, you've allowed the edge to be taken off of your passion for the things of the Lord. And so um, he uh, contrasts that with someone who's paying uh, close attention. And Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1 says, therefore, we must give a more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. And what he was telling them is that I know you, and uh, you have drifted away, and you are uh, dull of hearing, and so we're not able to get into the deep things of God that I would like to say to you. And uh, so, in, uh, but he had just told them in chapter 2 and verse 1, we need to, to be deliberate, and so the mature believer is deliberate in their pursuit of God. The mature believer gives an earnest heed to the things that, uh, that the Holy Spirit is saying to them, to the things that the Word is saying to them, and uh, the uh, immature believer becomes dull of hearing. And uh, then he tells them, it's a great breakdown here, he tells them uh, in verse 12 uh, that uh, you are at a point in your life where you should have been able to teach already. And uh, you're not able to teach others. You still need others to teach you. And so the mature believer finds himself, uh, after a period of time, able to teach others. That doesn't mean that they're anointed to be a teacher or called to teach the Word, but they are certainly able to communicate the principles of the gospel, the principles of the kingdom of God, to another believer in, in somewhat of a mature, uh, thoughtful way that is, uh, that is provoking to a deeper walk with God. And so the mature believer should be able to, at least out of their experience with God, be able to teach others and say, hey, I'm walking with God, and I've learned this in walking with God, and I've learned this from the Word of God. And so he corrected them because he said, you are at a point in your life where you should be able to communicate these things to others, and you're not able to do that. And then um, 
he corrected them uh, a little further in that verse uh, for uh, the things that they should already know and probably that they knew, but they had not uh, applied them to their life. So uh, an immature believer is still learning the ABCs of God's truth whenever they've walked with God a long time, uh, but yet they're still doing uh, toddler things or infant things in the in their relationship with the Lord instead of doing uh, uh, things that give uh, stability and uh, the the Bible says uh, or says that a mature believer we're learning here that a mature believer has learned uh, the things of God's truth and has moved on to deeper things and I want to look at First Corinthians just for your your note those of you that are note takers first corinthians chapter 2 and uh, verse 10 um, or verse 9 and 10 says i has not seen ear has not heard it has not entered into the heart of man the things that god has prepared for those that love him but god has revealed them to us through his spirit for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. So I believe what he was telling them was that you should be at a point that you're able to discern the deep things of God. You've walked with God long enough that you should be able to have some connection to the deeper things of, of spiritual truth, to the deeper things of the truth of the Word. And then he makes the comparison for them that immature believers need milk. Everybody... Uh, Victoria's back there with the baby tonight, and she was giving the baby a bottle, and I thought about this passage of Scripture as I had read it earlier today, that uh, milk, that, that baby could not eat strong meat. It would choke her. But uh, a mature believer comes to the place that they can take the strong meat of the Word. My father used to tell me uh, there, there's a passage that talks about the Apostle Paul's writings and said Paul wrote of things that were hard to understand, things that were deep, things that were uh, the kind of thing that you needed to read it and then meditate on it and think about it and, and process it and go back and read it again and uh, let the Holy Spirit speak to you about it and let the Holy Spirit reveal uh, understanding about it. And so he says here, solid food belongs to those who are of full age. And it's interesting to me that he's correcting people for not being of full age that should have been not being a full maturity that should have been, um, you are, he, he says, you're, you're still eating like a baby when you ought to be eating strong meat. You ought to be able to eat, uh, uh, you ought to be able to eat good, strong uh, food that is nourishment to you. And I think that's the key, is that, that uh, immature believers needing the milk of the word, needing, uh, needing, uh, word that is uh, really what the apostle is saying is somewhat superficial in the life of a, a of a believer that should be mature. If if you always uh, it's it's like being a vegan and only getting a, a certain little bits of nourishment when you have you should have this strong strapping body that is uh, full of strength and full of protein and full of. Uh, and he, so he said, he said, strong meat is for the mature, for a person who is of full age. And so we find in this passage that age doesn't have anything to do with years of walking with God. It has to do with determination to know him, 
It has to do with determination to uh, be, uh, be taught of the word. It has to do with the determination to be uh, mature. And so it shows, this, this passage kind of indicates to me that, that uh, we should be able to assess our maturity level and be able to look at whether or not we are able to eat strong meat or if we're still on milk, and we ought to be able to do something about it. We ought to be able to begin to nourish ourselves with greater nourishment from the Word of God. So uh, in uh, 13 and 14 there, he talks to them about the difference between being a spiritual baby and being spiritually advanced. And um, then he says to them uh, that solid food, in verse 14, solid food belongs to those that are full age, those who by reason of use, and he explains that is the basis for all of this uh, discussion that he's having with them in verse 12, 13, and 14, uh, that the way that those that have become mature, the way that they have become mature is by use. That they have used their spiritual senses. They have used their understanding. They have exercised to discern good and evil. They've gotten to the place that they don't need someone to tell them that's not good, that's bad, that's... And, And you... You see that in our own lives uh, when we're at the point where we're still asking questions. Is this right? Is this wrong? Is this? And by reason of use through the word of God, we get to the place that we are able to discern good and evil and not need, uh, not need uh, someone to break that down for us. And then, um, then uh, let's see. In 1 Corinthians, you can turn over there because we'll move over to 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 3 he starts talking to them about in this passage about being carnal believers Um, in fact let's just read from verse 1 I brethren could not speak to you as to chapter 3 verse 1 of 1 Corinthians could not speak to you as spiritual people but as carnal as to babes in Christ he makes that reference again I fed you with milk and not with solid food for until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you're still not able. Can you imagine? I was just thinking about preaching that message. Um, I actually let Laura listen to a video today, and it was a pastor who was getting up, and he was, he was having a bad day because he was, he was laying into the immature in his, in his body, and he wasn't doing it in a very kind way. And I thought, we both looked at each other and like, People wouldn't sit under that, but they didn't get up and leave, so I don't know. But, uh, but uh, he was not being even as kind as the apostles being here. But he said, I, I would have wanted to feed you with more solid food. I would have wanted to bring more mature things to you, but you're still carnal, and there's envy and strife and division among you. So the basis for which he, he determined that they were carnal was that there was envy, there was strife, there was divisions among them. So he could see that they were not mature because they were still uh, living uh, with attitudes of, of uh, carnality and attitudes of, of the flesh. And uh, uh, as opposed to uh, Galatians where he tells us to... in. Uh, chapter 5 and verse 16, he tells us to walk in the Spirit. And I think the apostle was making that kind of uh, comparison here. He said, walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And he just told them, you're carnal. You're, um, 
you're living out of uh, strife and envy, and uh, you are in competition with one another, and you ha- there's divisions among you. And uh, so over here in Galatians, the apostle said, Walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Uh, for the flesh uh, wars against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and those are contrary to one another, uh, and you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, then you're not under the law, and the works of the flesh become evident. The works of the flesh become clear to you. And so a mature believer has grown to the point that the works of the flesh are clear to them and that they are, um, that they are spirit-led. And then First uh, Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4 and 5, uh, for when he, he went on to correct them here. For when one says, I'm of Paul, and another one says, I'm of Apollos, he says, are you not carnal? Aren't you caught up with competition among one another? Are you caught up with following men? Who, who are we here? And uh, so uh, a carnal uh, Christian or an immature Christian is caught up with, would be in this case, caught up with following men instead of following Christ. And the apostle actually said to them in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 1, he said, follow me as I follow Christ. Follow my example. Do the things that I'm doing. Follow me as I follow Christ. And um, so then in uh, Galatians chapter 6, he makes a comparison here in chapter 6 and verse 1. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, Considering yourself, lest you also be tempted, bear one another's burdens and fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something that he is, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For each one will bear his own load. And so uh, an immature uh, believer is, uh, finds himself in a place where he needs help, when he's uh, caught in a fault, he needs to be restored. He needs, he needs the mature believers around him to lift him up and to carry him through that circumstance. And a mature believer is able uh, to help his brother who is overcome in a fault. And we need to be able to restore. We need to be able to help. And uh, so let's see. Ephesians. We're going to go to Ephesians chapter 4. I love this passage of scripture 13 and 14 he's talking about um, the difference between being tossed and being stable he says uh, verse 11 he gave some apostles prophets evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of saints for the work of ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ Till we all come to the unity of the faith, to the knowledge of the Son of God, to the perfect man, to the measure and stature and fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine. I thought, was it last week Linda was talking about false doctrines? She was talking about some of the things that, are, that, that she sees arising in, in the body of Christ, and in, in particularly in our nation, that she's watching 
uh, some of those things that are being taught. And you can always, you can tell uh, a person that is not yet mature in their, in their faith and in their understanding of the word because they're easily caught in winds of doctrine and they have to have correction. And they need us, they need people who are willing to say that's wrong and that's not scripture. And, uh, and we're living in a day where, where the culture is, well, don't judge me. Well, that's not scripture. It's not you. It's, not, I'm not, it's nothing against you. It's not scripture. And uh, so we must be able to hold true to scripture. And a mature uh, individual is rooted and grounded in the knowledge of Christ and an immature uh, believer is like a child tossed to and fro. Every wind that comes along catches them up. Every exciting thing that comes along. I'm often reminded of the scripture that, that actually warns against being led by what in our day we would consider to be moves of God. We, we, we hear people say, oh, he's moving over here. Oh, he's moving over there. And the scripture warns us not to run after those things. Yet there are people who run after those things. And that is uh, really an immature behavior where we need to run after what we would presume to be a move of God instead of being the kind of believer who's rooted and grounded in the word of God and able to stay the course and bring the move of God bring the move of God into the environment that they're dwelling in. And so uh, we, you can see and you can measure uh, the, the maturity of an individual. And I think as a mature believer, we ought to be able to look around us and discern the body. The Bible tells us to discern the body, to know one another by the Spirit, and to be able to um, assess the maturity of an individual, not for the purpose of judging them, but for the purpose of strengthening them and encouraging them and helping them to become the mature individual that they're supposed to be. Because the goal is, in verse 13, till we all come. I always say God was the one who thought of no child left behind. Because he says right here, till we all come. The goal is a church without spot or wrinkle. The goal, the, the goal of the gospel is to have followers of God who are... Who are um, without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish, who are coming before him in a place of full maturity till we all come to the unity of the faith. I was reminded when the Iranian folks that were in Turkey for years came to the United States, they became quickly disillusioned because they could not find the unity of the faith. They found so much, so many, they said, we're all preaching from the same Bible, but we're preaching so many different things. It's not the same gospel that's being preached. And said, Welcome to our world. <laughs> this is what I actually said to him. Welcome to our world. This is, this is the church in America. But till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, to the measure of of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So we have a long ways yet to go. But, uh, and then uh, Ephesians 6, 10. He says to them here, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And... Um, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual wickedness in high places. 
Therefore, take it uh, to yourself the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore. And he, and he goes on into the armor. And uh, we can make the uh, comparison here between immaturity and maturity is a, an individual who is vulnerable, easily vulnerable to the enemy versus an individual who has learned to be protected with the armor of God. The Bible says, put on the armor of God. So a mature believer takes those steps. He puts on the, the, the belt of truth, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, all of those things that are, are described there. The mature believer learns to put those things on, to love truth, to walk by faith, to have their feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, to uh, uh, be able to uh, stand in, in, the word says, in the evil day. And so when we see a person who's, who's easily knocked down, who every time uh, trouble comes, they're not able to stand in the day of testing, in the day of evil, that uh, it becomes our responsibility to speak into their life and to help to mature them and to bring them to a place that they can stand in the day of testing. And it's interesting to me that, um, that we, find, we find in the body of Christ people at all different levels of experience and levels of understanding in the things of the Lord. And so uh, iron sharpens iron. We become joints that supply, and we put our arms around those individuals, and we say, come on, let's help you, uh, help you walk this thing out. Uh, Philippians 3. Three through five, he started talking to them. Um, For we are the circumcision who worship God in spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I also might have confidence, might have confidence in the flesh. If anyone else thinks that he may have confidence in the flesh, I could more so. Because I was circumcised on the eighth day of the stock of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, concerning the law of the Pharisees. And uh, so he starts talking about those that are caught up with what they've done in the flesh versus being absorbed with, with Christ and, and humble toward others. He started talking about what he could boast in. Because he's talking about people who are boasting in what they've done or in the, in the rules or in the guidelines. And so we find here that, uh, that he's talking about people who, who take confidence in the flesh. And an immature believer takes confidence in the flesh. And a mature believer is absorbed with Christ and with the needs of others. He's humble. And so the Apostle Paul, or the Apostle is saying here, I, I, could be ta- I could take pride in those things. If I'm, if I'm going to take pride, I could take pride in nobody's going to taught me on this. But that's not what, uh, what we desire to do. He said, I count, in verse 7, I count everything that I could take pride in as loss for the sake of the gospel of, of Jesus Christ. And so he said, I'm, I'm absorbed with Christ. I'm not absorbed with, with all of my accolades. I'm not absorbed with all the things I've accomplished. I can, tell, I can make a list for you of all the things that, that I did right, but I'm not absorbed with those things. I'm not, I'm not uh, standing in those things. And so as a believer, 
we stand in Christ and in him alone. And then in uh, verse 12, he says, Not that I have already attained, for I am always, for I am already, or, or that I'm already perfect, but I press on that I may lay hold for that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but this thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching toward the things that are ahead, I press toward the goal. And I keep, I, I, I find myself extremely moved by those words because of who penned them. And when the apostle is penning words like that after everything that he has accomplished in, at this point in his ministry, uh, everything that the Apostle Paul had written, everything that he had done, everything that he had gone through, and he says, I don't count as though I have obtained anything. I um, count it uh, that, he said, not that I have already attained or that I'm already perfected, I'm pressing toward that. And if the Apostle Paul, after everything that he had gone through at this point in his life, is still saying, I'm pressing toward maturity, I'm pressing toward obtaining, I'm pressing toward the deeper things of God, then I don't think that we get to the place that we need to stop doing that. (laughs) Regardless of the level of maturity reached, a mature believer presses on higher ground, never being content with his present level. Lord, let us never be content with our present level. Never be content with what we have achieved, but uh, always understanding that there's more to achieve in God. There's more to reach. Never be satisfied with a subpar spiritual state. And I think where the Apostle Paul was talking in the beginning, where the Apostle, I mean, was talking in Hebrews in the beginning, where he was talking to them, and he was saying, you should be strong now. And you're still weak. I think this is what he was talking about. I think they had become satisfied within themselves. And I see this. People who, who get to the place in their walk with God where they're like, okay, it's enough. I have, I have what I want or I have what I need. I have my fire insurance. And I know Jesus loves me, you know, whatever. But that God is calling us to continue to press, never satisfied with a subpar spiritual state. And it's like swimming upstream. If you stop swimming, when you're going upstream, you're, you're going backwards. You're not going forward anymore. We're just like going through the whole New Testament here. The, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 9, he says to them, those things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, do those. I hope I can be that kind of believer. That's, that's a powerful, powerful verse. Those things that you have seen in me, those things that you have heard from me, those things that you have learned from me, do those. And that's another thing that a mature believer is able to say, do what I'm doing. An immature believer would be one who's saying, well, this is what we're supposed to do, but... Or, like some parents, do as I say, not as I do. God has called us to be the kind of people... I believe God has called 
us to grow to the place in him that we can say the things you hear me teach, the things you see me do, the things that you have watched in my life, do those things. Lord, help us. Fourteen. This opening in this section of Scripture, John's writing, he says, I've written to you, fathers, because you've known him who was from the beginning. Because you've known him who is from the beginning. I've written to you, young men, because you're strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you've overcome the wicked one. And uh, and immature believers, ignorant of God's will and his ways, due to neglect. And a mature believer knows God and is living in his word. And I, I love the admonishment there. I've written to you because you've known him who's from the beginning, and to young men because you're strong and the word of God abides in you. So all of this, these passages of scripture that we've looked at tonight, lend themselves to um, to us learning that we must be deliberate in our pursuit. Maturity requires that we are deliberate in our pursuit of God, that we're deliberate in the word of God, and that we grow to the point that we can bring correction and instruction. The Bible says that the word is good for correction, instruction, reproof, rebuke, and I believe that we are to grow to the point that uh, we can use the word of God in that, um, in that way with others that we are able to uh, say to them, no, this is what the word says. And bring correction that is certainly loving and, and that is targeted toward building up and strengthening, but that is, I'm, I'm thinking of a couple of situations right now where I, I, I wonder if, if I could not have handled it better with the word of God and said, no, 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 you're, you're, you're going askew. The word says this, this, and this. And uh, you're not, you know, when I see individuals that are not following in the principles of the word of God. The maturity requires both spirituality, being a healthy, spirit-filled believer, and time. It takes time to develop and grow in the Lord. It takes time. A young infant can be healthy, but still a baby. Still not mature. A baby needs time to mature and develop. So, um, I believe that God is calling us to a place of maturity. And I, while I was looking through these scriptures today, I was thinking and assessing my own walk and particularly challenging myself, can I say, do what I'm doing, listen to what I'm saying, follow those things, follow my example, follow me as I follow Christ. And then uh, I was really assessing my ability to correct through the word, to, to bring others along and to say, uh, come, and walk with me and come and, like Jesus said, come and follow me and I will make you. A believer can remain a spiritual babe in Christ for years due to a failure to grow and develop in Christ. And it's a tragedy. Like a 25-year-old still in diapers. It'd be nasty. But yet, 
Milk is God's perfect nourishment for a newborn babe. But a teenager that's still drinking milk is something's wrong. He needs meat. So the Lord help us to be the kind of believers that can endure strong meat and that can bring strong meat to others and that can build others up with the word of God.